One, two, three, yes. Wrestling. How the heck am I supposed to take you seriously, Ed, wearing that ridiculous thing? You are always supposed to take me seriously, no matter what I wear, because it's a free country. And if I want to wear Macho Man glasses at 1233 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome, all you Yesenites, to 123 Yes Wrestling. We are here for the only episode 67 there will ever be. We're going to bring some love back, ladies and gentlemen, to professional wrestling. I am Chris, and as always, I'm joined by Ed, and we found Mr. Corey. Corey is returned to us. That was poor grammar, but it still doesn't make it less true. How are we doing, guys? All right, guys. Yeah, it's true. I'm here. Um, going to be honest with you, I'm on a time crunch. We're recording this on my son's golden birthday. Not just a normal birthday, but the golden birthday. As we're recording on May 5th, and my son is going to be five today. And well, he is, he is five, five today. Yeah. I'm saying Ghana. Um, we haven't made it official it's yet. Cinco de Mayo. And technically, guys, I'm just saying, I am actually on the clock as a teacher. So you guys are jeopardizing the kids of America right now because I, the professional educator, needs to educate these kids during this very unprecedented time and then to tap it even more off i have what could be the greatest man cave of all man caves being built and i need to continue to finish the first major step which is finishing the flooring so gentlemen i am expecting you all to wow me today as I will admit, my wrestling connection lately has been off because I am a busy person. But you know what? I'm going to maintain an open mind. Gentlemen, I hope you're doing well. That was the closest thing to Corey's pipe bomb we will ever see, and I loved every second of it. Welcome back, Corey. Love the man cave. Happy birthday, Jake. I am good. Amazon is going well. I'm ready to record, talk a little bit about some wrestling. I got some floors done this week, and I'm slowly losing my mind. But in the madness, you find out who you really are, and that is e-money. Love it. Let's do this. Yeah, I've only cleaned my floors this week, but I did mop them, and they felt good against my feet that haven't worn socks unless I go for a run. Doing good, though. Lots of Animal Crossing being played over here in this household, hours upon hours. I think Saturday was like 12 straight hours of pretty much Animal Crossing. Uh, It just keeps happening. It's just one of those things. It's awesome. Having fun. Doing all of those things. But we are going to move on. because we Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to pause you, Chris. I'm sorry. I I do have to throw some positiveness because I know I'm coming off negative to start this off, I do got to throw some props off to Chris. Speaking of Animal Crossing, he was very generous in uh, sending my son through Animal Crossing a letter, which included a present. And the present was a little wrestling statue, with which my son absolutely loved. And it's in our Animal Crossing house on the, the nightstand. So, uh, Chris, I, I will uh, applaud you. I appreciate the the kind gesture. And my son definitely enjoyed it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I've 
definitely enjoyed the fact that he wants to visit my island, but he has to call me on the phone and talk to me before he comes over. And he wants to tell me everything that he wants to do. We were selling luchador masks the other day. So I told Corey, I said, hey, if Jake wants a luchador outfit and Jake came over and bought some tights and a luchador outfit and he bought a blue one to match my red one. So we are now a tag team. And then the wrestling figure I had ended up being blue. So I thought that worked out very well for Jake as the wrestler that I'm sure he's still wearing that outfit and probably will wear that outfit to extenting circumstances of the game, which I know that makes no sense either, but I like to just say words. And so happy birthday, Jake. Glad he enjoyed all of that. We are going to address some recent rumors of WWE being for sale this week. Roman Reigns being edited out of WWE entirely, and our predictions for the Money in the Bank event, including the first ever Climb the Corporate Ladder match. But first, make sure you like, subscribe, follow on all social media and podcast services. Have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot us an email at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail over at anchor.fm. And make sure you rate and review us everywhere, all over the place, three times, three times. How many stars? Oh, oh, wait a minute. That's my part. I forgot. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. That's right. Go to three places and rate us five stars. That is how we do this and how we expand in this ever-changing landscape. I don't know if we're going to be able to find this, but do we have we have access to the fitness quarantine bunker at all, or is he still cut off? Hold on, Jim Rats. Do they honestly think that we're going to go any more episodes without Mr. Fitness's quarantine-style fits. Okay, I'm being told I can take my mask off, so if you give me a second, I will get to the normal voice that you're used to seeing. God, it's like a Bane mask. Yeah. Okay, wannabe gym rats, it's Mr. Fitness here, and yes, I'm alive and well, and no, I don't have the covid Oh, COVID? Is that? Anyways, here is Mr. Fitness's Sits and Fits, and this is a brought to you apart by Corey. Yes, Corey has asked me to discuss a topic for Mr. Fitness's Sits and Fits. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to tell you a tale about a family, a wrestling family. A family going back generations upon generations could be as far back as the caveman times for all I know. I don't know. This is a wrestling family who had an idea one day that it would be a good thought to try to create and start a company where a bunch of males would get together and wear spandex tights and laced up boots and participate in combat style fighting and mixed with this is characters and costumes and and promos and a little bit of kayfabe now why am i bringing up that story well because this story spans more than 70 years This one family has grown this company from nothing to a multi-billion dollar company. 
Yes, I am talking about WWE, and yes, I am talking about the McMahon family. Now, why do you ask I bring up this story now? Well, after over 70 years in the wrestling business, rumors are circulating that WWE is up for sale. Now, I need you to process this for a moment because this is a family who has owned a wrestling company, multi-generation, for over 70 years. They are the front runners. They are the New England Patriots. They are the dynasty of the Chicago Bulls of wrestling. And now we're hearing reports that they're going to sell. But I ask you, audience, why? Do you think they would sell? And what's the motivation? Well, I am here to shut down this show because I am going to tell you on behalf of Corey that this is a load of crap. There is no sale. There is no WWE being sold to ESPN or Disney or anybody for that matter. Because let's face it, Gem Rats, Vince McMahon simply would never let that happen. I repeat, he would not let that happen. In fact, I can guarantee he would not let that happen that even after Vince McMahon dies, he will come back and haunt any family member that even considers or dreams of selling the company. So fans, I'm going to close this off and let you know, because I know these idiots on this podcast will probably bring it up, that this rumor is nothing but crap, it's no good, it's worthless, so whatever they're going to say, on the contrary, it's a load of lies. I think I uh, met my quota for Corey, so I'm going to sign off. This is Mr. Fitness reminding you, even during quarantine, don't sit, just stay fit. Well, thank you for that merged rant of fitness and Corey. <clears throat> I'm t- utterly horrified, just horrified. There was like some type of macabre thing where they were speaking as one but separate it was very strange to view they were all merged together into one Mm. very similar looking person Ah. (laughs) but i will say and let's just build right off of that get a little backstory a little bit on what he was talking about and then we'll kind of dive into that a little bit but there was a tweet from zeb coulter you remember him from wrestling been a manager around the business forever and he put out a tweet that basically said not sure if this is true but heard a rumor that wwe might be for sale for espn for and between espn and fox can anybody confirm that tweet then basically got ran to every media outlet as fact and then basically saying hey, yeah, WWE's for sale, and everybody wrote articles about it and sold it as news, and it turned into lots of debates between us and text, as well as lots of people around the industry. Uh, Zeb Coulter, apparently right after that, did tweet out, I'm sure that's false, but just curious, but nobody nobody picked up that tweet. So he basically said, yeah, I'm full of it, and didn't. no one did anything about it. 
And basically, since then, it has been debunked since that has been WWE is not for sale. They are still working through trying to sell their pay-per-view rights, which they have been were trying to do before the pandemic. So that is still a deal that's tentatively on the table. But with decreasing ratings and the current climate with no fans, it's hard to, you know, your pay-per-view model and network content isn't going to be worth much money if you don't wait this whole thing out. So chances are no sale. Now, to come back to what Fitness did say, because I'm going to agree with him that, yes, this is no, this isn't going to happen. You know, this isn't an actual thing. Nobody's talking right now. It wasn't talked about at the financial meeting. Doesn't seem like WWE's for sale. But Vince McMahon in the past has said, and he always accepts offers for the WWE, because, you know, you give him the right price, and... I, he has stated he's not, you know, if the price is right, he is willing to do that. But that price would have to be, you know, six, seven, eight billion dollars, which, of course, Disney can do. So it would be a record amount of money that Vince McMahon, it would take for him to actually sell the company. But he does take in those requests and negotiations if someone wants to come in. So now that that's kind of all out there, we know Corey does not think it'll ever happen. And Vince McMahon will come back from the dead to uh, stop and haunt whoever tries to sell this company from the 70 years that it's been under the McMahon banner. Ed, what do you think would happen if the right offer came in? If someone came to Vince McMahon and said, here's $10 billion, I want WWE and I want Mickey Mouse to be front and center in the middle of the ring fighting The Undertaker, what would happen? I would say that it would take an incredible amount of money for Vince to consider it. And the reason why I do think he would consider it is because I do believe that Vince is money driven. And for all of the pomp and circumstance of the family owning the business for a long time, you can even ask Sears and Robux. Eventually, that family got out of their business. I could definitely see that happening to the McMahons for the right price. And trust me, the McMahons would live happily ever after on their Donald Duck, wait, Scrooge McDuck pile of money. You remember the one he dived into at the start of DuckTales? That would be Vince McMahon till he croaks. And then Stephanie McMahon and all of their kids would also get to dive into this big pile of money forever and ever and ever. But alas, what would happen if the WWE was sold? I believe that much of it would stay the same. I would see that any entity that wants to buy the WWE would do so with the sense they want to improve it or make it run the same. So therefore, I believe that any sale would involve Triple H or Stephanie McMahon running the company under the umbrella of whatever company owns them. Disney would be an amazing choice, in my opinion. Disney loves adding video content, and I think Disney, more than anyone, would love the entire content of the WWE Network on Disney+. Plus. Just my opinion. But, alas, this rumor was debunked. Zeb Coulter, dirty Dutch Mantel, had a dirty rumor that turned into dirty news, and we are left with no sale as of yet. Well, did you hear, though, that someone is making an offer and says that they are going to buy the WWE? Did you hear that come out today? Yes, I heard of this fool, E-Money, 
saying he was going to buy it, but I don't believe it for a second. That one, I have not heard that one, but I do believe that does seem like something he would say. But a man did step out and say, I'm buying the WWE, and it was Virgil, the WWE Million Dollar Man's ex-valet, came out, and he has announced today that he is buying the WWE. You mean Soul Train Jones himself? Soul Train Jones himself. I believe that so, I, I've given you guys enough time to talk. Uh, Reluctantly, I, I can my see it on your face. Yeah. Um, so here's the bottom line, because this is this is what we call a checkmate move on both of you. Uh, to Ed's comment, you know that Vince McMahon's driven by making money. No, Vince McMahon is driven by business competition. That's his drive, and it's not business competition when you sell. Sell means you're done. You you you've done pl- you you're done playing the game. And the other thing you got to keep in mind: think about it. If he sells, then he no longer has majority control of the decision making. And do any of you in the right state of mind could possibly fathom the thought of Vince McMahon not having 100% control and the final say? That would drive him literally insane. So those two factors right there, the fact that he's driven for competition, that's how he built this company. He took this company when, honestly, no offense to his grandfather, it it was a territory. And he made it into a global entity and a multi-billion dollar company. So I think he's driven by challenges. I think he's driven by competition. Selling, I don't think there's any reward in his mindset. The man's already a billionaire. So, and he's already in his his latter years. So it's like, I mean, making money at this point, I mean, yeah, you can give it to your family, future generations. But I think for him, I think he's thinking more, more security for his family in terms of, I'm going to give this company to my family for generations to come so that they can live off this. No, and I agree with that. The biggest thing, the biggest question comes from when you look at the internal, which is a lot of information we don't have, but the internal finances. As ratings have continued to slide over the past 10 years for Raw, and of course now it's different because nobody, a lot of people don't can't watch empty arena wrestling, so the, we're getting record low numbers. But how many people come back after this? You know, AEW's numbers are getting very close to Monday Night Raw's at this point, or at least during this era. How does WWE come back if they if they don't come back? They bring their crowds back, and the people don't actually come back to watch the product. And we get down to just a hardcore of 1.5 million, the million of us that still watch on a regular basis, regardless of what's going on in the world. We're the regulars. We're the hardcore fans. When we get down to this million of us, and that's it. And these companies, these TV deals aren't worth as much. You know, I mean, they're already talking about the sliding Fox ratings becoming a problem for that deal. So that billion dollar deal might end up being renegotiated and they might end up losing a bunch of money. They can't travel to Saudi Arabia. They're going to lose all of that money. So if he's looking at all of these flags going, crap, I'm about to lose how many millions of dollars with the Saudi Arabia deal because we can't fly over there. Oh, I'm about to lose a billion dollars from Fox because I can't produce what they need me to produce or the people aren't showing up to watch it. Oh, I'm going to lose my TV deals or in three or four years when it's time to renegotiate those TV deals, he's not going to get nearly as much money as he got for them. So if he can see this company and they can't figure out a way to start bouncing back from this thing, 
someone offers you 10, 15, 20 billion dollars like Disney has been wont to do in the past for other businesses, you know, if he that might be the safer choice for his family financially and, you know, leaving him a, a failing business might not be as, you know, lucrative as it once was. I my thought is I I think the easiest way to do this first off you know we have to ride this out I mean we're just in a situation where they can't have people in the audience clearly I, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that empty arena wrestling just doesn't work so when they're able to fill you know an arena with fans I'll tell you right now I would treat that first show like it's the day after WrestleMania. The Raw after WrestleMania or SmackDown after WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Start, It'll be amazing. Pop it hot. Pop it hot. Get Lesnar on the show. I mean, heck, get The Rock on the show. Get, puts, you know, bring up some surprise talent. Like, let's hit some hard, let's that be the beginning of some hard-hitting stories. But but the ratings and everything have been falling since well before this. You know, he was already, the subscriber count was dropping for the networks to the point where they were already looking for how do we sell the content that's on the network? And he was already ready to rip the network apart, which is why he fired the vice president and the president of the whole WWE company, because their main focus was the network. And he wants to sell off all those pieces to make money because he's not making any money off the network. So, I mean, all of this stuff was happening before this pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic's not making it better, it's obviously making everything worse, and hopefully it, there is a bounce back, but nobody knows because we don't know how long this is going to be. If it's not until next year, if WrestleMania next year is canceled, and we're looking at SummerSlam of 2021 before we can get crowds, you know, I mean, it's it's a crazy scenario to play out, and this isn't helping. It's the same reason the XFL's dead, because they couldn't get people in, and they had to cancel their first season, and it was easier to back out. So, I mean, there's a lot of question marks, but a lot of that stuff was already happening before this even happened. I just, I, but the thing is, I, I think we're wait, we're putting too much weight on this th this uh you know this quarantine, this lockdown, this virus thing. Right now, the the ratings are meaningless because this is all a reflection, in my opinion. Uh, to the fact that it's empty arenas. Now, the, the declining ratings prior to all this happening, in my opinion, once again, I, I think that we were we were going to see a spike up when they really started hitting harder on the WrestleMania storylines. Um, but, I mean, wrestling in general right now, I think, is in this transitional phase, especially with AEW now off the ground and... I think we're just, to me, this is like, I probably relate this to maybe like 1995, 1996 wrestling. And then that was just at the break of ultimately what would eventually become the Attitude Era. I think we have the pieces here that is kind of like 95, 96. Now it's just, how do we arrange it in a way that it's going to, you know, create another boom? Right now, we got to get past this virus. We have to get the arenas filled. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But speaking of those pieces, we have been missing one of those key pieces lately. And now it seems that WWE doesn't want us to remember this piece. But I'm um, speaking of Roman Reigns 
who we have saw up to the build of WrestleMania, and he was set to face Goldberg at WrestleMania 36. And at the tapings for WrestleMania, he decided to back out due to the fact that he is a two-time leukemia survivor, and he is immunocompromised. So he said, this whole situation, I need to go home, protect my family, think about myself. His wife is pregnant with twins right now. I got to go. So he went home. And since that time, there have been reports that WWE has basically banned anyone from saying his name on TV. And then even this week, we noticed that there were reports, which I didn't get a chance to notice it. So if you guys are aware or not, but apparently they didn't even show the opening for SmackDown, which does feature Roman Reigns quite a bit, especially it closes with him punching the ground. And then on Monday Night Raw, I don't know if you guys noticed, but during the countdown of the top Money in the Bank moments... Number one was, of course, Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 31. Well, I know you guys remember that he, you know, pinned Roman Reigns in that moment. But in the video package they showed, Seth Rollins curb stomped Brock Lesnar. They went to a black screen where you heard the one, two, three. And then they came back showing Rollins holding the belt, which basically made it look like if you didn't know that that moment, how that moment went, it would look like he curb stomped Brock Lesnar and pinned him. And one, so they completely edited it out. So now they're going to the point of editing out Roman Reigns from footage. So now my question to you guys, does this seem like something that, is this just a, hey, we don't know when he's coming back, so we just don't want to mention him on TV? Or are they actually punishing him and erasing him from WWE history? I don't think it's punishment. I think that you have to still produce a product that is catered to trying to get new viewers. Even in the madness of empty arena wrestling, people could be turning on WWE for the first time in their life right now and watching an empty arena wrestling show and actually liking it. So you have to think about, I can't keep showing this guy on all my vignettes and keep talking about a guy that's never on TV. And I believe like there's nothing personal. I do believe that... I uh, that Roman Reigns, when he does return, will probably be one of the most over faces they've ever had, because I think a lot of people respect his decision. I know I do. Um, He's thinking about his family. He's thinking about himself. That's good. But WWE is a company. They've got to do what they got to do, too. And they can't show a guy on everything that's just not going to be there. So I don't think it's personal, but I do believe it's a business decision. I'm going to kind of piggyback off that. I'm going to, you know, the the phrase is uh, time makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, I think this is a calculated attempt at we we want Roman Reigns to be a a red hot baby face. The only way I think that we can achieve it at this point is to make everybody forget. Just make people forget. And for the ones that don't forget, make them miss. And I think they're going the extra step by omitting any footage of him as a calculated way to just get it out of sight, out of mind. Then when he makes his his return, and obviously it'll come unexpectedly because we would have forgotten. And that will make the return more exciting. I think it'll get... um, uh, there'll be a better chance at people getting behind him because really, I mean, for how many years now have we been trying to get the WWE universe behind Roman Reigns? And we've had numerous attempts that have kind of went stale. So this might just be their, their last big shot at trying to make it happen. 
But you know that they won't treat it as a surprise. You know they would spoil it a week before, or if not days before. Watch the return of Roman Reigns this Friday on SmackDown. They're not going to let you surprise it. They didn't even give AJ Styles a surprise, and he was buried alive. Well, you know what, guys? I have a good idea. I think as we forget, and just stay with me on this, but I think this is the best idea. His name in real life is Joe, right? His name is, is, is Joe. And he is from the Isle of Samoa, right? He is Samoan. So I think this would be a great idea if they brought him back as, get this, Samoa Joe. Is that taken already? Somebody uh, else have, it, does anybody else have that right now? I think so. I oh, think shit. there yeah, is right. a Samoa right. Joe. This is when I need to have the ability to slap you through the internet. Just be, I, I need to literally be able to do that. I really choke, hope there are inside jokes about the monitor. <laughs> yeah, I can see it on his face. He was like the beads of sweat were coming down and the rage. You're getting my Mister. F- you're getting my the the teacher look when my students <laughs> do something that just like straight out just disappoints me. Yeah, that's my disappointed look. He's not mad at you. He's just disappointed. Ah, got it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I the, uh... <laughs> disappointment. Trust me very much. But. Yeah, well, it's just kind of weird to go out of their way to edit him getting pinned. Like, you didn't, even in that shot, you don't even see him. It's just, you know, it's the focus is all on Rollins. And if they would have done nothing, no attention would have been given towards Roman Reigns or the situation. But now, because they edited it out and they're going out of their way to hide him from moments in history, makes everybody talk about it, which is then putting more attention on him. And the hardcore fans who are paying attention to all of this are now are the ones that they need to cheer him. And we're the ones that are like, eh. granted, making WWE look like the bad guy sometimes does get earn some more cheers. So it could be calculated on that. Let's look like dicks and erase, erase Roman Reigns from history. And then we can uh, everyone will cheer him when he comes back because they'll be like, he beat the system. We'll see how you really feel about it, Chris. We'll see. We'll see, but it's been weird, and we will keep our eye on that. Before we jump into everything else, we do have some injury reports. Uh, Kevin Owens reportedly said he's staying home to be with his family and protect himself and his family um, during this time, but then he also said he has an ankle injury that he is still getting checked out from Mania, so who knows exactly how that all... It was weird. He kind of said, yeah, I don't want to go to work because protecting my family and doing all that. But then he said, oh, and by the way, I'm also, my ankle hurts. <laughs> so who knows what's real with him. But Kevin Owens, that is what he chose to do, which you have to respect. Sami Zayn is another one who just said, I can't, I'm going to protect my family and protect everybody. And I'm not going to go into work. He took WWE up on their offer. And that's good for him to uh, not go out if he doesn't feel like he has to. But Jimmy Uso was injured his knee. Um, but he's reportedly going to be out six to nine months, which is mostly the reason the Forgotten Sons have been moved up to smack down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just kind of updates on where people are right now, because I know people have been asking about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, Maybe they know. could come back and have a great feud in front of a live crowd. And they can come back and, yeah, out, yeah. out of sight, out of mind. You know, the heart yeah. grows fonder, right, Corey? There you go. So, because I know you're on limited time, Corey, do you want us to jump into, you want to do our money in the bank predictions? We can run through that card, and then any time we have left at the end, if you can't, if you got to bow out, we can let's, still talk about it. Let, let's do it, because they look like they're still asleep. 
All right, everybody's sleeping at Corey's house, so let's talk quiet. But money in the bank. It's the second empty arena pay-per-view of this era that we are now jumping into. It's just a few weeks after Mania, and we are got an interesting one, I think. So let's jump into it. Ready? Let's do it. So up first, we'll have the SmackDown Tag Team title match. The New Day versus the Forgotten Sons versus Miz and Morrison versus the Lucha House Party for the championship. What are we thinking, guys? You guys pumped for this match? So I have to tell a little funny story, and I don't know if I sent it to you guys in a text message. So my wife is a huge Miz and Morrison fan. Like, she loves... The music video that they made. They, hey, hey, <laughs> ho, ho, Ms. Morrison. I have literally was doing something in the house. I don't remember what it was. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, she just shouted out, hey, hey, ho, ho, Ms. Morrison. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to stop for a second because I just, and in my brain, I'm just thinking, and I said this to myself, I'm like, you created this. This is your <laughs> fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't a wrestling fan before she met you mm-hmm. and now she loves Miz and Morrison and I just and then I don't know if you guys seen WB shop but they got like a funny Miz Morrison shirt and I'm just like and I showed it to her I'm like you know I'm gonna have to get that for you but uh so her prediction would be Miz and Morrison I'm gonna go with uh the new day I I think right now it, it, to me, it seems like, you know, with the, the Usos injured and stuff and the the safe bet is to keep it on New Day because New Day is marketable. They make money. They're they're a very successful faction. So right now, just keep it on them for the meantime. Hopefully the Forgotten Sons can um, um, get a good rub so that they're not another team that gets called up and then they're treated like garbage, which another sanity. Yeah, another sanity or just any NXT talent I feel sometimes gets shortchanged. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely keen on the Forgotten Sons, especially for Jackson Riker. I know he's a beast and uh, he's the former gunner of TNA. Uh, So the guy, I mean, he knows how to wrestle. He's got a good look. So I'm happy they all three are on the the main brand. Um, So I'm, I'm actually rooting for them pretty I think that'd be a good, you know, way to kind of bring them up to quickly get some tag team belts on them and see what they could do. So that's uh, my prediction for this match is the Forgotten Sons. Nice. I'm going to go with Corey with the New Day because just makes you just put them on him for the eighth time and to take him off and to have them try to chase again. It's just no one needs to see that. So you might as well keep them on the top for right now. With that, now speaking of WWE Shop, Corey, did you buy the Boneyard match plaque yet? Not yet. I only made like 524 of them, man. Uh, I, I know. I know. Well, and plus they made a poster. Oh, did they? Uh, well, they made a couple different posters uh, of the, you know, of, for the Boneyard match. And um, yeah, right now, WWE Shop, I, I have to like, um, I have to step away. After, you know, I'm like an addict right now. And I've realized that right now, WB shop is like really getting a little tense with me. And I, I need to take a step away. I got to step away from the poison right now. So I, Corey, am addicted to WB shop stuff. And right now I need to just step away. 
Sounds like it. Just curious. Up next, we have the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey defending her championship against no one's Mina, my girl Tamina. You know what? I'm just going to say it just because I, I want to. I'm just envisioning the next recording if this happens. I'm going to go with Tamina just because I want to see what Chris and Ed's reaction is. <laughs> to the thought of Tamina being WWE champion. I want her to win. I I absolutely think it's time for her to get a run with a title for a while. Um, so, I mean, I don't think she's going to win, but I actually am going to predict she does win. Because I think this has actually been a really good story they're kind of telling with her. And they're acknowledging that, you know, she's been around a while and really hasn't had a shot. And I think uh, she has the potential to kind of pull off what Nia Jax couldn't where she could be a beast face, and I think that would be really cool to see. So I am predicting Tamina to win. I'm going to stick with Bailey. I'm assuming Bailey's because I'm assuming they're building Sasha and Bailey, and they'll want that I for don't a championship. But see, very I, easily they could still they do are. that. You don't think they're doing Sasha? No, and Bailey I think they all? had their shot at Mania, and they just are just treading water. I well, I don't think been treading they water give, with that for years. Well, I don't think they want to give Sasha a, 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 a title run because of what happened with her sitting out. I just don't see her putting any kind of I don't see them putting faith in Sasha again because of that. I don't either. So that you might be right on the fact of Sasha coming out and costing Bailey the championship against Tamina. Right. And Tamina yeah. might end up pulling this off. So I'm I'm very interested to see where they go with this. Tamina would be a wild card, but mm-hmm be amazing to watch then we have braun Strowman defending the universal championship against bray wyatt we had bray wyatt reading a book on smackdown about the black sheep of the wyatt family being Strowman, being big and strong and smelly so we got another match like we much much like we did with the miz where it's not the fiend it's just good old bray wyatt coming out so how do we think this one's going to go with Strowman? Is Strowman going to be a transitional champ just to get the belt back on to Wyatt and the Fiend? Or is this going to be a some other further storytelling is going to happen here? Uh, my opinion, I think it's going to um, stay on Strowman. This is very easy to do because uh, Bray Wyatt is fighting uh, Braun Strowman. So it's not the Fiend. So you're still protecting that character. Um, I do think... Uh, Braun Strowman is a transitional champion, but it's not to transition to the Fiend. I think it's to transition uh, to Roman Reigns, and then the Fiend will have a feud with Roman Reigns. So I, I think the the Fiend's got a little while before he could potentially get it back. So, but I'd like to see Strowman at least have a a, a short run. Yeah, I think uh, I think that Strowman's going to run through Bray Wyatt. I think it's actually probably not going to be pretty, and th- that's okay. It's like to Corey's point, it's protecting the fiend, and Strowman does kind of get to close at least one chapter with Bray Wyatt. Um, I'm still excited for the match. I hope it's a decent match, but I don't think it will be. I think it'll be a squash. But that does leave the opportunity for either a fiend match, uh, you know, down the line, or even you know, like Corey's predicting. Um, you know, Strowman going into the summer feuding, whoever uh, we can get a chance for him to feud. But I definitely am predicting Strowman to win. Yeah, I think Strowman's going to win. Um, 
because I, I think that the fiend will end up beating him and we'll go right back to what we were going to get at mania which is roman versus the fiend you know i mean roman's going to be the one to take the belt off the fiend so you can have Strowman win i'm hoping they take advantage of being empty arena and being able to actually put the fiend and bray wyatt in the same place you know in the same arena and you can have the fiend show right back up because you're in that empty arena and try to do a couple little edits or a little pre-recording on that and really take advantage kind of like they did with bray wyatt and john cena you know and you're able to have the fiend show up so i'm hoping they do something like that because i think that could be really cool to still because you couldn't do that with a live audience um so i'm hoping that that's they at least have some fun with it, but yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to be a pretty match, and I can't imagine Strowman losing to Wyatt. It just seems like, what are you doing? You really don't care about Braun Strowman if that's the route you're going to go. So, Which I care very little about Braun Strowman, so that would not be very good for him and any future of me caring. And then we have Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, doing his thing. What you guys think? I've really enjoyed McIntyre um, as this face champ. He's been the first like face smart champ. Usually we have the good guys are always doing stupid stuff, and McIntyre is not doing stupid stuff. He's just dominating. He looks great. Um, I'm more excited for the Jinder Mahal Drew McIntyre match that's inevitably coming this summer. But right now we're sitting at Rollins and McIntyre, Corey Zitchin, what you got? No, I was just going to say, you hit it right on, Chris. That was exactly what I'm thinking. Like, I'm ready for McIntyre and Jinder Mahal um, this summer because that's going to be some good stuff. Uh, Obviously, WWE would be absolutely stupid, (laughs) but, you know, to take that belt off of McIntyre in this situation, I think, has done the best out of everybody. On the roster, and I'm saying both brands because, I mean, first off, it's challenging enough without having a crowd anyway. But his character, the way they're, you know, they're building him and he's being very dominant. Um, Obviously, McIntyre and Rollins could tear the house down, so I'm very excited to see it. But this is going to be a a win-win for both people because, you know, this is just one of those putting on a good show everybody wins so but McIntyre will still be champ and Rollins I think this will also help continue to enhance this you know this new version of of his character yeah this has just been gold I I I think uh the one thing McIntyre will always have is this he was the champion during this time so it's like and he's doing a great job so I think he's gonna hopefully hold this belt for a while but um, I think it's going to be a great match. I do think McIntyre will win. I do think it solidifies Rollins as still the shit-eating heel, so he's still going to be in the background, I think, throughout the summer, which is great. Um, but with Ginger Mahal back and looking like he's back to his traditional heel Ginger Mahal character that he uh, that propelled him to being the WWE champion a few years ago, it, it's going to be a fun, I think, summer uh, for the WWE title. Um because you got so many good players that you can interact with right now that haven't interacted really that much before. So uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. McIntyre is the go-to. I can't imagine them pulling that belt off him anytime soon. And I can't imagine them pulling this belt off him before crowds come back. 
right. in any capacity. He has yeah. to get his moment to come out and just get cheered. And I think if he keeps going the route that he's going down, it's going to be monstrous of a yes. pop when he comes out because I, I haven't heard a bad thing about what he's doing. He looks like he's having fun. He's bringing life to these empty arena shows. There are two people who have thrived in this setting, and it, one is McIntyre and the other one is Asuka. Yes. They are both owning what they're doing. Asuka comes across so much cooler because she can say stuff without the crowd chanting what at her. She can still cut her half Japanese, half say what she needs to say in English promos. She can dance around and be goofy and she doesn't have to worry about a reaction from the crowd. And I think it's showing her in a more fun light that I think people now sitting at home, not having the influence of the crowd, giving her shit is going to make her a bigger star when crowds come back. And I think both of them are taking advantage of this situation flawlessly. And hopefully they are both rewarded once crowds do come back. For sure. Yeah. Then we move on to the Money in the Bank matches, which have been now said we have six men and six women. Both matches are going to happen at the exact same time. And both the matches will happen at the WWE corporate headquarters where they will start in the lobby and need to get to the roof where they'll have a ring set up with both briefcases hanging over the ring. So we're going to have 12 superstars fighting up and down the building. Where could they go? Vince McMahon's office is I'm sure going to happen probably while he's sitting in a meeting. They are going to work this thing. Now there are different reports of the possibility of this match actually happening throughout the whole show where they're just going to keep cutting to it. Um, there were reports that it was already filmed. So this thing supposedly is already in the, the, uh, in the can, in the can. That's what I was looking for. I was like in the bank, in the bank. No, it's money in the bank, in the can. Uh, but who knows if that's actually true or how much they're going to do. But how do you guys think just as an overall money in the bank cinematic style match climbing a corporate ladder, running through a building. How do you think this thing's going to go? Do you want to see it in one full like movie? Do you guys want to see it broken up throughout the night between the matches where they just keep checking in on moments? Like, what are you guys excited about? What do you think or nervous about? You know, I, I, I never thought of it being chopped up into, uh, you know, smaller pieces, but I'm going to tell you, this is exactly, for this reason, the way it's set up, the way it's being described, this is why I'm excited for the pay-per-view. It's something different. And in the midst of all this craziness with empty, no no crowds, you, you got to think outside the box. And that's what I think this Money in the Bank represents. Outside the box thinking. Uh, is it going to be cinematic? Absolutely. And it needs to be. Because WWE found something at WrestleMania that they realized this is something we can use. For the time being, while this, you know, no crowd thing is still going on. Um, I Either way, I'm indifferent whether they decide to do it in pieces or the whole thing. Um, obviously, with 12, uh, you know, six and six uh, talent, it can seem a little overwhelming. But clearly, you know, it's already pre-taped and clearly they're going to edit make it more cinematic so that it flows nicer. So in that aspect, I'm actually pretty excited. I am just optimistic. Whatever they throw at me, I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I could easily see it being one big edited cinematic match. I probably would prefer that, but if they, even if they did like do it as cuts to a cinematic style match throughout the night until it finally wraps up at the end, that's cool too. But 
I'm really looking forward to this. I think that this is going to be, I think, you know, we, we were kind of asking for a lot of creativity at mania and I think they came through. So now they continue to just try to find ways to be creative. And, uh, yeah, I think this could be a lot of fun if done right. So, yeah. And that's what it comes down to, you know, are we going to get another boneyard match or are we going to get another house of horrors match, you know, or this, I mean, really just depends on what we're going to get. Um, so we'll kind of see, but let's go through the men's money in the bank. Alistair Black versus Daniel Bryan versus who won and came back from the dead AJ Styles versus Otis versus Rey Mysterio versus Baron or King Corbin. He was promoted from a Baron to a King. So who do you guys, who are you guys picking for? Who are you guys rooting for? Who do you think's walking away with the men's briefcase? So I'm in, and I don't usually go with this kind of pick as looking back at the history of money in the bank but i think right now with with his momentum i think i gotta go all the way with aj aj came off that phenomenal boneyard match yes he lost but in a sense he didn't lose the match uh, the presentation of the match was phenomenal uh no pun intended um and i think it brought aj's character believe it or not to a whole new level and you know and I think it would be interesting to see AJ back into the the title hunt at this point. So that's going to be my pick, AJ. I'm also going with AJ Styles. Um, I think uh, he is at a point in his career where he just needs to stay in the main event until he calls it quits. That's just the way it is. Um, they can they can do just so much with him and uh, him with the Money in the Bank briefcase. You know, you have the opportunity for him to go after a McIntyre or a Fiend. I mean. God, there, there's just a lot of good, good stuff you can do with him holding that briefcase. So, um, I was, you know, my, my, uh, wild card is Baron Corbin or King Corbin, just because I know he'd have the opportunity to have a better run with it this time than he did the first time, but I'm going to go with AJ. No, I'm going with King Corbin. It's just, I, he wins these matches. You put him in these situations and you're like, he always comes in as this dark horse that nobody thinks about. And you just don't think of him winning matches, but he beats Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. He's won the money in the bank before you put him in with his back to the wall. He had a whole running feud all summer with Roman Reigns last year. We had like nine months of Corbin and Reigns, which everyone got sick of, but there's still a reason they put him in that position. And that's just, you know, like I said, styles, I can agree with because he came out clutch and made that Boneyard match work, and he always does that for him, so I can see them rewarding him for that, but I can see them rewarding Corbin with that as well and aiming towards, you know, if anybody's going to come out with that briefcase and do all this stuff, I could see them doing it with King Corbin, so I'm going to stick with that. I think it's going to go over to SmackDown, and Corbin, like I said, is going to be a two-time Money in the Bank winner. Then we have the women's Money in the Bank, which uh, comprises of Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella will be racing to the top of the building to climb a ladder to claim the money in the bank. What do we get? Are we going to get Carmella as a three-time money in the bank winner, or are we going to get a noob? So, I mean, say the, say the lineup one more time. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, or Carmella. Yeah, this one I yeah, you know, I'm coming up with an answer on the spot here. Um I think I'm going to go with uh Shayna Baszler. 
I, I don't think she's done with um, the the title uh, pitcher. And I, I think ultimately her direction is she's going to be champion. So uh, I'll go with that one. I actually have uh, feelings about Lacey Evans winning. I think that uh, she is being positioned to be um, a very strong like uh, face that they uh, want to get behind because of the natural way her character is, you know, the Marine, she's a mom already. Uh, she was, you know, she's done all these Americana things and she looks like a pinup girl. So this is like Vince's wet dream. So I really think uh, she's going to take the briefcase and a start for her to get almost like a Roman Reigns or John Cena like push for the next year. Um, it's probably going to backfire as it usually does when they do this, but I really think they want to put a lot behind her now. And as much as it pains me to say it, and I do not want to see it at all, but I think Nia Jax is going to have it because I can see they're pushing her as a monster. And I can just see them giving her that briefcase and her always taunting people with it. And I have it and I can come and I want Asuka to get it because I think that would be hilarious. And that's what I want to see. But I have a feeling Nia Jax is just. So let me ask you something like, are you, is Nia Jax developing X-Pac heat for you, Chris? Is yeah, it, I, I don't. Is it go? Yeah. Is it go away? Heat. Yeah, I don't need to see Nia. Jax. I didn't miss her for a year. My only thing that made me excited for her to come back, and I mentioned this last week, is I really wanted her to come back, improved or better or like really did some changes to her character or just something, you know. And then for her to come back and immediately start botching people and hurt injuring people, for her to immediately come back and go meh, whatever for her to not change anything about her in-ring style is just disappointing. And at this point, I don't need to see her. Uh, so obviously the guys here see my son is up. What I'm going to do since it's his special day, I'm going to put the headphones on him and you guys can uh, do your uh, greeting. Jake, you want to say hi to say hi. Hey, hi. Jake. Happy Welcome birthday, to- buddy. Welcome to one, two, three. Hey, yes, here, wrestling, Jake. Here, come up close. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. Um, and I am no crossing. You send me a note. I did. I sent you a birthday card. Yep. I hope That's you. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. Yep, I did. Good, good. Happy birthday, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And in typical fashion, he talks about wrestling. <laughs> well, it so. is a wrestling podcast. All right. So that's going to be my cue, guys. You guys can keep going on this part. So, uh, listeners, I hope uh, you enjoyed our uh, discussion. I'll let these two fine gentlemen take over, and I'll see you guys next week. What episode is this? 67. 67. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining us, Corey, and I will see you later. All right. Yeah, you got birthday party to go to, don't you? He is doing a uh, now that he's gone, he's doing a parade for Jake, and which I think oh, okay. is really cool. So they're having oh, yeah. uh, we're all cool. meeting up at the firehouse and doing a a nice little cool thing where we're Drive you past know the house. yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. So. Yeah, absolutely. I had neighbors across the street do that uh, the mm-hmm. other day for a graduation slash birthday, and they had all the balloons and the things. And all of a sudden, I was sitting here and I heard cop sirens. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
Yep. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on outside? And then all of a sudden it was like, I, there was just a giant parade and everyone's honking horns and hitting fl- streamers and stuff out the car. And I'm just like, what's happening? I'm trying to play Call of Duty. And it was chaos and the dog was freaking out. <laughs> it was nuts. Now to finish up our money in the bank, I ha- did have a question I was hoping to get a response from Corey for, but I do have one last question for money in the bank. Yes. Who is coming off the roof? Oh, well, we already know what's happening because apparently they did something to test this. But my thoughts are that this is going to be the WWE's first kayfabe death. Um, So, like, they got to figure out who they actually want to kill off. So my thoughts are it's either going to be a wrestler that is actually retiring. um, a It could be Vince himself uh, finally killing off his Mr. McMahon character. But I really feel like it's going to be someone that we don't plan on seeing again for a while. And and like I said, McMahon is the one reportedly, Becky Lynch said in a podcast that at 74, he was doing a stunt fall off of a platform to show how easy it could be done. So he was the one practicing this stunt. So you could be right that he could go up there and end up falling off the building and killing himself. Um, I could see, I could see that. And yeah, you're, I mean, it obviously would have to be, unless they're going to pull a big show in WCW or Hogan threw him off the roof and he was just back the next week with no explanation. <laughs> well, they um, could do that too. They could do that too. <laughs> and you know, you do AJ Styles is already, you know, c- crawled out of the grave. Yes. And, uh, how disappointing was it that they didn't even like, they didn't take advantage of that situation. Like he just walked out. Like you couldn't have put together some kind of video package of him crawling out of the ground, have him walk out covered in dirt and shake it off. Like they could have had a lot of fun with that, that they chose not to. Well, I think it was just like, it was the nature of that match. And it feels like he kind of, well, it's hard to tell because of the crowd situation, but I almost feel like he's coming back and going to be a face again because mm-hmm. obviously the good brothers are gone. And it's almost like we just kind of have to leave that AJ in the grave. So maybe that's kind of where they're going with it. But yeah, yeah, I agree. That could have been cool, but you know, um, that's just what they do. You know, we move on. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, I, like I said, someone's going to go off the roof because they're Someone not going to do this definitely without going off the roof. And it's I, just a matter of, yeah, if it's going to be a talent or yeah, Vince McMahon makes, I didn't even think of that. That makes a lot of sense of him wanting, he's wanted to kill off that character multiple times. Yes. So I can imagine him doing something and say, let's just get me off a of TV. Well, do you, so what's your prediction? Who is falling off the roof? Well, now Who you got you... me thinking that, but okay. if I'm going to stick with actual talent, Oh man, it's hard. I would almost say an Alistair black. Cause he at least is tied to the dark side and you could explain him returning. Um, I can't imagine any of the women because I don't think any of them could survive that unless they were going to mm-hmm. do a sh- shift, you know, a sharp character change like Asuka's right. going to come back as the voodoo queen or something. And you do something along those lines. She comes out with Papa Shango as her manager. That would be really cool to have like a dark character that's a girl like The Undertaker. Yeah, that, that could so. be really cool. But I mean, yeah, something some, with that. But I yeah, predict, I predict someone will fall. My prediction currently is Vince McMahon, but. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And that's what I, now that you're saying it, that's what I want to see. Like, if you're going to really do this, yeah, let Vince do it. He was the one, stu- you know, doing the stunt anyway, practicing it. So, yeah, I'm thinking that that might happen. And that actually has me a little bit more excited for this whole thing. Uh, but we're going to quick run through SmackDown and Raw to just kind of wrap this thing up if you're still down. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm down. 
SmackDown was a show that existed as it's existed since October when it moved to Fox. Nothing really happens on it. It just exists. But this week we did have Sonya Deville, who has been knocking out of the park with the storyline with Mandy Rose. And she did cost Mandy Rose her money in the bank spot. Uh, Otis beat Dolph Ziggler. And that's how he did get into the Money in the Bank match we just talked about. And Jeff Hardy does return next week after they've had a month full of vignettes that they've carefully edited Matt Hardy out of to talk about the road to Jeff Hardy, and he's getting a huge push for this giant return. Any of that do anything for you, Ed? Well, I'll speak on the uh, the Jeff Hardy thing. So I want this guy to succeed. I really do. I always have. I like Jeff Hardy. But I really don't understand why he gets the amount of chances that he's gotten. And um, I just, you know, yeah, let's push Jeff Hardy again. Um, but, you know, like what's to say he doesn't just, you know, start drinking again or, you know, get a DUI or end, back in jail, end up back in jail. And I don't know what it is, but I, Vince has always bailed this guy out and just feels he's the bigger talent. And truly, I'm much more excited to see what Matt Hardy's doing in AEW with his career right now than Jeff Hardy. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I hope he succeeds, but I just have learned not to trust Jeff Hardy pushes because it seems like it always ends in disaster now. Yeah, it's either injury or personal. Yeah. So it's, it is hard to care. Yeah, it's hard for bit. me to care about it. It really um, is. I'm hoping that it is the redemption. I want him to be healthy and, you know, you sure. don't want anybody, especially like I said, he's yeah. been lucky so far that he hasn't injured anyone else doing the things that he does. Yep. Um, and he is can go in the ring and hopefully, you know, they build something up and make us care. But, yeah, right now it is hard. We've seen this too many times to be overly excited about it. Exactly. Uh, but then over on Monday Night Raw, we did have a gauntlet match to find out who went into was going to get Apollo Crews' spot in the Money in the Bank match. Since Apollo Crews last week tweaked his knee against Andrade and was removed from the match. Um, and no other news came out since we did talk last week, Ed. So no idea if that's a real injury or if they just needed to get him out of this match. If Apollo Crews is going to get sympathy from that and still continue the push he was getting. Or if that's just it for Apollo Crews. I don't know if you've heard anything. The only thing I've heard recently that I thought was interesting is that he may be coming back as a heel, um, which would be really good, I think, because I want to see more of his personality come through. I know the guy can go in the ring, um, and I think he's got superstar written all over him, but that might be the key to it is, you know, kind of coming up with something a little, a little less cookie cutter than his current character. And he might have that opportunity as a heel because he would just be able to do something completely different but as far as this whole scenario he might have actually gotten injured because i it's almost a little too confusing as a sympathy grab because there hasn't been really other any other uh hints that it is a sympathy grab other than what we got and as far as i'm aware he wasn't on raw monday no so you would imagine if they were going for sympathy they would have him there to cut a promo of some kind on crutches and be you know tears in his eyes again talking to charlie and saying you know i'm gonna i'm gonna come back for you know just anything showing something for sympathy and him just being off makes does make you wonder like okay was that legit so i think they're either going the k-paper out or we'll find out i guess if we never see him again or if it's another six months and he just comes out and jobs to a match when crowds are back maybe but that was an awkward gauntlet match because the commentators originally said, we don't know who's in it or how many people. Let's just see what happens. And we just watched a random gauntlet match with a questionable amount of people. Um, we started with Bobby Lashley and out came 
Titus O'Neil, who lost in 30 seconds, and then Akira Tozawa came out and lost in 30 seconds, and Shelton Benjamin came out and lost in 30 seconds. Then it was Angel Garza who came out, who beat Bobby Lashley. And then uh, Umberto Carrillo came back, which we haven't seen him, and beat Angel Garza. And then AJ Styles showed up and beat Umberto and cut his promo talking about how he's going to throw Aleister Black off of the roof. Yeah. So it was fine. It was, you know, it's there just to kill time on TV. They love those hour-long gauntlet matches so they can eat up part of that three-hour Raw with multiple matches. It was fine. I skipped to the end mostly because gauntlet matches to me are pointless until the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care who's in it. I mean, I can see if someone's going to go for the run, but then I can still appreciate them winning yeah. without watching it. Like, gauntlet matches right. are always a weird thing to me. I feel you on that. But AJ Styles got the spot, put another heel into that match. And he, like I said, he called out Aleister Black right after. So, yeah. And said he was going to throw him off a roof. So we'll kind of see how that goes. I think it is going to be a lot of fun. And Aleister Black feels like he's finally starting to find his himself on the roster, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. It's just... Um, no one knows where this all leads to right now because we just don't know when live crowds come back. But I do think, and I appreciate what WWE is doing with the talent right now that is on television. So that's why I don't really have much, many bad things to say. Cause if you think about it and what you're seeing, if you are still watching the people on TV are all really talented people and there's nothing wrong with them being the ones that eventually bring us back to live crowds. Cause these are all people that I think will get good reactions heel or face i hope so as well last up on monday night raw we did have millennial live still trying to find out who she is as she took a loss to charlotte flair how do you uh how do you like this this new weird gimmick where she doesn't know who she is and like i said it seems like a 74 year old man is trying to define what a millennial is <laughs> yeah no i mean well they so it was rumored that they had no plans for her beyond the bobby lashley storyline uh with lana like that was why she was brought back but now that that's over they just didn't have a plan for her so i think this is them just kind of trying to come up with anything Mm -hmm. to just get her you know uh on tv but you know what i'm curious is would this be getting a reaction on on a regular any other regular programming you know that's the thing is like they really can kind of dictate the content at this point, because there's no way to know what the reaction is. So if they think it's working and it's, you know, working for them, we're probably just going to see it until we have live crowds again. Yeah. And then you, know, you know what I mean? Like crickets. Yeah. This is like Vince's opportunity to say, this is good shit because he has no idea if it's good shit or not. Yeah. And like I said, I can give, I enjoy, I think Liv Morgan does have potential. Um, she, I enjoyed her promo when she came out talking with Charlotte. Granted, she did say the same thing that everybody kind of says to Charlotte. So that was kind of disappointing in that uh, manner of just, yay, your silver spoon, my, your dad, you know, mm-hmm. it's like come up with something different to say, but right. Morgan's delivery of that, her facial expressions, you know, her playful manner, you know, there, there's a lot of promise there, but yeah, I don't know if this millennial, I'm trying to find myself and don't know who I am gimmick is really the best but it could build to something decent but i do know having her just get her ass whooped by charlotte flair for 20 minutes does not help no it does not. outside of one small flurry 
So, I mean, if one thing, if you would have had her beating the crap out of Charlotte or doing something that was memorable, but it was 20 minutes of just Charlotte just pounding on her and then she lost. Yeah, I'm not advocating for more titles, but I really and I think I've said this before. I think the women at this point, the roster is large enough to warrant some type of a mid card belt. Um, I do believe that. Um, I don't know where you put it, what show it's on. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing that for talent, like, like a Liv Morgan, you know, because it's just like you going after one title and now you have a healthy amount of women on the roster that can go. I just think that that would be something to kind of break it all up. Yeah. It would have to be a rot. It'd have to be like the women's tag team. It'd have to be a rotating yes. belt that kind right. of goes around and around and around, mm-hmm. which yep. is fine. But we've also seen what they've done with the SmackDown tag team championships and, yes. I don't know if that just comes down to the fact that they had no women tag teams and they're still not putting any together. So they're just like, whatever, this is weird belt to have with no tag teams. Or if that would get the same treatment if they did a singles, you know, if they Mm -hmm. did a women's IC, if that would be the same thing as the way that they're handling the women's championship. I would hope it would be the Intercontinental title because they could literally sell it like this belt is on every brand. It's it's, you know, defended uh, nearly almost every show. It's the work girl, you know, the workmen's work girls title, title, the women's intercontinental championship, I think would be a great idea. The work persons, title. the work persons title. Yes. Yes. Well, that would be interesting, but you got anything else for raw or SmackDown? I know we kind of just brushed through those real quick, but that not really, know, um, like I'm, I said, I'm, not much is happening on them. Not much. I mean, I'm trying to stick with it. It's, it is difficult, uh, to continue to watch it without a crowd, but I am still trying to catch it as much as possible. Same with AEW. And uh, I am looking forward to Money in the Bank this weekend. So I guess one more question I would just ask out of curiosity. I haven't been able to see him because they keep getting cut from my Hulu cut of Raw. Are you enjoying the Ricochet, Cedric Alexander tag team? Are they building them to be a team? Do you think both yes. of them should have been more utilized in yes. the Money in the Bank match? Or they're you're enjoying what they I am enjoying doing? it. They are two guys that I think for whatever reason they I think they could benefit from a team right now. Um, I just, you know, I'm not a huge Ricochet fan because I do think he's a little too cookie cutter from a personality perspective. I kind of feel the same way about Cedric Alexander, but you put these two guys together in a tag team and maybe give them a little, you know, flair to their, whatever their team's going to be. It could be really good for them. They need a manager. They do need a manager. Someone to, like I said, add that swagger and that flair that they don't, they're not able to bring. I really wish Heyman would manage more people than just Lesnar. I know they, I think they kind of keep it as a, he represents Lesnar type thing. And like he, but he's such a good manager that I almost feel like he should be like, kind of like a Bobby Heenan at this point and mo- managing multiple people. Well, and it's, it's a shame the people that they have, cause you know what? Leo Rush was an awesome manager for Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. and put like Leo Rush with uh, Cedric and Ricochet and let oh, him God, do the yeah. talking and let them be like a three piece that could go. I mean, that's that's a faction there, man. You yes. could have a lot of fun with the putting the three of them together. And I would mm-hmm. I would love to see that. You know, there's a lot that you could do. It's just a matter of if they're going to do it. Right. Um, but we're going to do a couple NXT and AEW previews a little bit just because that is on tomorrow night. So this mm-hmm. is kind of what you have. Unfortunately, we've been a little bit hard to catch NXT and AEW. As like I said, those shows are a little bit on a weird night. I like I said, I don't even have access to AEW cause I don't have TV, but I depend on Corey for that one. And with him man cave in his floor, 
a little hard for me, but we're going to go on to the preview for what to experience for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night on NXT, we do have the in-ring debut of Karrion Cross, the former Killer Cross, and Scarlett Bordeaux will debut on NXT in the ring. So it looks like he's going to have a match. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Charlotte Flair is going to take on Io Shirai for the Women's Championship, which is awesome. Adam Cole is going to take on Velveteen Dream for the Heavyweight Championship, which is awesome. Dijakovic is going to take on Gargano. And Finn Balor is going to be on the show looking for some revenge as he continues his build towards Walter and the UK Championship. So, I mean, that sounds like a stacked show that I want to check out. Totally. Absolutely. And I'm curious to see, you think they're going to, I up until last week when we talked about the Velveteen Dream situation, which I haven't heard anything else about since then, I would have just picked, yeah, Cole's going to drop that belt to Dream. Do you think Cole's going to drop that belt to Dream with that kind of out now? I don't think so. I think Cole does go over, but I also am shocked the Velveteen Dream is still on NXT. I think the Dream should be on one of Raw or SmackDown at this point. I think that that character is, you know, I'm not putting anything about what's happening with the with uh, what happened outside the ring, but I haven't heard anything more about it. So if he doesn't take the title, um, I think it's time to at least get him on to a different show, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a weird one. I was going to I was quick just doing a search just to see if anything popped up from a news standpoint. Nothing. But I don't nothing that I'm noticing. Mm hmm. Um, just articles about treading carefully with him and well, they got to yeah, tread carefully with ago. these. They got to tread carefully with this too, because I mean, I not that I'm any fan of Enzo, but you know his situation got real bad when he got accused, and it ended up being a false story. But I mm-hmm. really feel like the damage was done, and mm-hmm. I just don't want that same thing to happen to him if it happens to not be true. Yeah, I'm not like I said after outside of just denying the allegations, there's nothing really else going on. Um, and then AEW Dynamite, they are going to have Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy are taking on the Sex Gods in Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Moxley's doing a non-title match against Kazarian. Uh, Cody is taking on Janela, Joey Janela, and MJF returns from his uh, I think shoulder injury mm-hmm. or something. He had a, I know he was in a sling elbow or shoulder was hurting him so he is back so i mean i'm sure that's going to be a hell of a show as well yeah i actually i've got them both set to record so i think i'm definitely going to put some time and energy into watching both of these programs over the next uh, few days while i go back to work so i think that'll be my nightly routine is to get through an hour or two of each one and then that'll take me right to my next weekend all right. Well, I'm excited to hear how th- that goes for you. I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear what you think about Money in the Bank. Yes. I'm still trying to get off the ground for us to do a live stream after the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So I'll update the Facebook page if that does happen. So I'm still trying to work through some logistics and making sure that that's going to be doable okay. um, for us to do. But I'm still looking at that. So keep that in mind, listeners, to try to, once the pay-per-view is over, I'm hoping to go live over on Twitch. But running into just some things trying to get the page up and running so once i get that up and running i'll update the facebook page but be on the alert we want to try to do a money in the bank recap and review so we can talk about what we just saw and who came off the roof exactly so hopefully we can get that going for next week otherwise we'll put out a show as soon as possible so we can talk about that here on one two three yes wrestling podcast you good ed 
I'm good, brother. I appreciate you taking the time on your, I guess, Sunday evening as you go back to work tomorrow. Yes. So I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm going to go back to writing some articles and probably eat some lunch. Yeah, I'm going to eat some lunch, keep cleaning, and get ready to, for Jake's little birthday parade. So that'll be fun and yeah. uh, make the most out of it tonight and work a couple days. And then uh, what's nice is next weekend, I finally don't have people coming into the house to do anything work-wise. So I'm just going to yeah. keep on trucking along and doing some odds and ends stuff. So it'll yeah. be good. I'm excited to see the Jake parade, as I'm sure I will see plenty of that across social media. Yes, so you I'm will. excited to see that. And otherwise, Ed, as always, it's always a pleasure. When we get together. Take it easy, guys. See ya.